Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Panic Attacking, the podcast where we're looking at anxiety through a comedy lens. I'm Stephen Rogers. I'm Andrew Chavon, and we continue the theme of last week, the format of last week, where we have the professional therapist, Dr. Deb, joining us again, where we get to talk about our anxiety, joke around, and then have her pop in and analyze what she had been listening to. Yeah, I'm loving this new format. It's, it's been going great. Yeah, so and w- it was great. We actually got a lot of good advice. We talk about how the advice from last week, we applied it, and it's been helping a lot. And we have the listeners write in. Well, sh- first of all, let's, let's just give a layout of what we talk about. I, uh, I covered how there's a certain vet issue I'm dealing with and, and second-guessing myself. And I deal with having an emergency in my house where the fire department has to come and the first time dealing with that anxiety of having <laughs> firefighters in my house. We uh, we get into listener topics. We didn't get to everybody, so please always write in and we'll stockpile them. If, and we want to make sure that Dr. Deb and, and ourselves have enough time to give you as much information as we can while also being lighthearted about it. But we get into... Dealing with a spouse that may be taking their cleanliness during the pandemic a little too far. And we deal with the anxiety when you feel like you're gaining weight and becoming less attractive to your spouse. And also weather and climate change and how that can stress you out and what you can do about it. Yeah, and we'll be back in two weeks on our live stand-up show on Zoom on the 29th. So DMS for the link now. And as always, send us your topics. Uh, and we're going to get into uh, all of them. I yeah, know. and I will be in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, surprisingly, uh, on August 21st through the 23rd, uh, 23rd in theory. So if I if you are in that area and can come out, please let me know. And what, what's the comedy club? Uh, the Comedy Attic. Oh, Sorry, cool. it's been so long since we plugged live shows. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We keep growing every day, and it's all thanks to you guys. Thank so. you so much, everybody. Please uh, write a review. Yeah, and subscribe if you haven't. Um, stay tuned for the music. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Panic Attacking, the podcast where we talk about anxiety through a comedy lens. I'm Stephen Rogers. I'm Andrew Chavone, and what? <laughs> your anxiety is a little is a level ten. Right now. I know. Well, we got like 50 wires coming in. We got a cat running around eating the wires. Yeah, so. the, the cat uh, definitely went after my uh, cords of, a couple of times, and that is not a euphemism. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I think you said that word wrong. I did? You had like a two two ends to it. Oh. Unionism. Eunuch. Eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're continuing. We got a lot of good feedback from the last episode. So we're yes. continuing the kind of semi-new format. Yeah. Well, well, brand new format where we add a, th- a licensed expert therapist to the mix. Yes. And we're excited to have her back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a nice hello to Dr. Deb. Dr. Deb, thanks for being here. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. Can you once again give your credentials in case somebody is listening to this for the first time? Yes. Um, 
I've been a therapist uh, for 30 years. My, my background, and currently I am a registered nurse, um, but I've been a wow. therapist for 30 years. And um, I have a PhD in uh, psychiatric uh, nursing. Wow. And uh, I'm really happy to be here. Oh, okay, man. great. Yeah, Thanks that's not a credential, here. but we appreciate that. <laughs> I, I like that she has a PhD on her wall, and behind us is a poster of Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was actually a magician ad. <laughs> I didn't know that was Alice Cooper. Why would just, I have? It's just a, why would I have a magician? Ad? Just a long-haired guy with a with a top hat. Uh, top hat. Yeah, it looks like he's about to pull a pigeon out of his sleeve. <laughs> Uh, uh, so <laughs> we're, we're here. We're, uh, we got a ton of new f- good feedback from last episode. People appreciate yeah. it. Loving, uh, loving your feedback, Dr. Deb. They all loved the advice and, uh, appreciated it. And I think we even have more people wrote in this time because now they know they're going to get good advice. Yeah. And plus as a, just to open it up, I've been last week I talked about how I had trouble sleeping through my anxiety and all this other stuff. Yeah. Dr. Dead gave me some advice. And Dr. I've been Dead? S- Dr. Dead. <laughs> it's a... It's what is that, a Spider-Man villain? No, it's a, a Jerry Garcia's... <laughs> Jerry Garcia's physician. Uh, no. But Dr. Deb gave you some advice on the sleeping. Yeah, and I've been sleeping great. Today, I slept nine hours for the first time all a pandemic. Wow! I know. I adjusted the phone settings to, to, to reduce the blue light. I haven't been looking at my phone for two hours, doing the unwinding before. Right. All, all the stuff that she gave me last time. Oh, my goodness. That's and great. I, and I became more self-aware, I guess, of my anxiety. So I am extremely rested. I think I'm a little too rested, but... <laughs> So now, I, getting, now you have you've been dreading that you can't sleep, freaking out over your lack of sleep, and now you're like, oh, this might be too much. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe I'm throwing off my groove <laughs> by being too rested. Well, it's good to know that you're not cured. <laughs> Don't have to find a new co-host. Yeah. Well, if my problem is I sleep too much, I welcome that. Yeah. I, I need that. <laughs> yeah. The problems you want. That's uh, the whole point, I think. I don't know. Well, that's great. I I think we mainly covered... Well, she gave the advice about the uh, telling yourself that... Uh, not that you need... The, like my thing I do before I go to bed to make sure I feel safe. This is what... This helps. I don't need to do it, but this is something I do to help. Uh-huh. Was very helpful. Have you been sleeping better? I never have had problems sleeping except for that at that one point. And, uh, when you were in a hotel? Yeah, in the oh, hotel. Yeah. But now I, but when I'm home lately, I've, like whenever, the, the times I've been home through all of this, I've been sleeping great. Okay. Yeah. I just adjusted the levels. I oh, know. I know. <laughs> we should address that. I'm super paranoid about, because we're using a new interface, so I'm, I'm worried <laughs> yeah. that our voices are going to be too loud. Dr. Oh. Doctor Deb, is it, is it too loud? No, I think you sound great. Okay, great. And I'm glad to hear that uh, the tips worked a little bit. Maybe we can do some more of that. Well, that's the whole point of the podcast, yeah. Yeah, don't worry. We'll never we, we run got, out of we, things. We got more things. <laughs> we, came, we came with a whole buttload today. Um, I don't know why I picked butt. I could have <laughs> said truck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is. Uh, the, the that's where I store my anxiety. <laughs> In the, it's all butt related. That's why I, my cheeks are so wide. I don't know why that's the term for a lot, a buttload. Yeah, I don't know. I've got a... 
It depends. Some people have small butts. Yeah. So if they have a butt load, that means they don't have a lot. <laughs> yeah. Some people are like, hey, that person has no butt. Well, I guess they're not stressed. <laughs> they're not carrying they a lot. They don't have a lot of stuff. They're not carrying a lot with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe trunk. Don't people call butts trunks? We'll dump in the trunk. <laughs> maybe, trunk, I trunk guess. In the, trunk in the dump. <laughs> dump truck. Dump, <laughs> dump trunk. Dump trunk. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, Take that trunk to the dump. So let's um, start off with, with the new things we got anxiety ridden this week. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll start with the uh, the thing that's running around the room right now. Bowie, my uh, my cat, has uh, been. We took her to the vet as soon as we got her to get all the shots and everything. And the first one of the first things the vet has ever said to me is like. Hey, keep an eye on if how much she's sneezing. If oh my she's God. sneezing a bunch, you might want to take her in. Because that means she has catch scratch fever. Do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. The vet sings you the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sneezing lots around. <laughs> I'm a cat who has his shots. But I might be sneezing for no reason. Oh boy, uh, this is the sneezing season. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, she's been sneezing now. Every sneeze, I'm like, oh boy, here it comes, and she is sneezing a bunch. Like sometimes it's like, I don't tally them, but it's a lot in a row, more than like a per- a human would do. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's people that sneeze in threes. I think she sneezes and sneezes in elevens, and. Uh, it's like freaking me out. Now every time she sneezes, I'm like, oh man, she's got something. So the second time we took her to the vet to get the follow-up shots that a kitten needs, I'm like, hey, sneezing a lot. Uh-huh. She might have that thing you're talking about. And she's like, all right, look out for like watery eyes and like maybe like a like dis like snot that's a different color. That's funny because that's what happens when I'm around the cat. <laughs> My cat allergies make me. Yeah, you have you have a cat illness. Yeah, you know the cat is transcribing its disease onto my face. Transposing, I mean. <laughs> transcribing is when if the cat was writing its disease yeah, on my she's face. Yeah, a stenographer, and uh, <laughs> she uh, so she had snot recently, and Ugh. this won't get graphic, but they're, too late. <laughs> but it, she, they said if it's. Uh, Yellow or green, bad. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of traffic. You, <laughs> but you I want, think red's want, the worst. Yeah. But uh, uh, so she's like, if it if it's yellow or green, make sure uh, we know about it. Let it mellow. <laughs> if it's brown, you're on the wrong end. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's brown, flush it down. Uh, so I now I'm like. So she had snot come out. I had to like take it like a paint sample and like compare it to white backdrops to make sure it was like yellow. <laughs> it, it, you put her in a paint can and yeah, shake her up. Yeah, I'm like bringing her to Lowe's, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it seems yellow. So I I got a vet appointment, and she's very congested. Like she when she's breathing, you can hear like stuff is in her. Ugh, and. Uh, She's like wheezing and stuff, and I'm like worried about her. But then she runs around, no problem, and she's doing fine at other times. And I'm like, I said to Caitlin, I'm like, hey, I think we got to take her to the vet again. It's it's something. And uh, Caitlin's like, sure, whatever makes you feel better. And I'm like, wait a minute, 
is my hypochondria now in the cat? <laughs> am I thinking anytime the cat does something that am I am I projecting my hypochondria onto this this cat? Well, it, it this whole thing makes me sound like when people have their first kid. You know, they're yeah. always, they're always worried if Well, that's what my uh my dad said. I'm like Oh man, the cat! I I brought I called my dad and I like put the phone up to her <laughs> lungs. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, you sound like a new parent." And I'm now I'm like, "Well, do I cancel the vet appointment?" Because I'm not I don't care about making myself feel better. All I'm worried about is the cat being healthy. Yeah. But is it is this about me or is it about the cat? Well, and the I'm vet appointment out. is tomorrow. You're out of that 24 hour window. Well, yeah, but it's a walk and it. It's a walk-in thing, like it's scheduled walk-in, and uh, that's an appointment. That's what I thought. What <laughs> is going? What? You yeah, just I tell them you're you're planning on walking in from this she's, time. She's like, "You're a walk-in at two o'clock." I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "And you know, the the appointment might be an hour and a half. Like that's gonna, but you know, you're right. Let's see if the cat dies. An hour yeah. and a half is too long." So the vets are now using the cable guy <laughs> windows. <laughs> Yeah, you're, well, make sure your cat is going to survive from the hours of 9 a.m. to to 3 p.m. So make sure you're home. <laughs> Let us in. Yeah. So I don't know. Am I? So this is for, for Dr. Dev. Am I crazy or, like, is this about me or the cat? And Dr. Dev, please refrain from giving any cat health advice. <laughs> Wait, did she give well, a lot Well, she's of- a nurse. She might be, like, something with the cat. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't know anything about the cat, uh, but uh, yeah, I think your your dad was on target with oh no, and a new parent, and you're Uh-oh, really Rick. anxious, and uh, maybe you know it's interesting that <laughs> it's right in the frame. It's interesting that that uh, uh, other that put that seed of worry in your brain, like watch her breathing, right. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just planting seeds to get his his kids to college. <laughs> <laughs> Siphoning money out of you. To like, hey, if it, it starts purring, you really want to call us. Yeah. If the cat meows, you might want to take him in three <laughs> times in a row. Exactly. So now, now you're being what we call hypervigilant. Right. Watching everything. But you're, the issue is you don't know what the normal status is for a kitten, right? True. So everything you see is again um, a trigger for you to begin to feel anxious. And right. And it's like I'm hearing this like gargling sound when she, <laughs> she breathes. And it's like I've heard animals and everyone breathe. And that is not a sound breathing makes. Does it sound a gargoyle makes? It, the, <laughs> the gargoyling sound? <laughs> It sounds like she swallowed a gargoyle. It's like, <laughs> is there concrete in there? It's like rattling around, but then like, and she's like wheezing and stuff. And I'm like, any, if I was doing those, if I was breathing like that, I would go to a doctor. Right. So it's like, but I don't want to, I feel, so should, is, should I be, I feel like shame if I, it is the parent thing. I just want to be looking out for the cat. I don't want it to be about me. Well, there's no shame in the parent thing. That's right. what, because I mean, parents love and care for their children. So right. that, that, that's 
fabulous. It would be shame if you didn't have those kinds of worries, right? Okay, so how, how did you feel after you made the appointment? Um, I immediately started uh, second-guessing if I should have made it. Uh, I, I would think that after the appointment, you felt a little better, like, okay, so I'll go in tomorrow, but something else made you begin to have doubts about doing that. Yeah, it's like, uh, what if it's uh, nothing? But then, it, what if it's something? What if it is nothing? 50-50. If it's nothing, you spent 50 bucks for nothing, but you've done that before, right? I don't know what kind of vets you're going to, yeah. Mom. <laughs> Our sounds Dr. like you're Deb. just cream. cream. <laughs> 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 you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh I don't. Yeah, fifty bucks for a vet. I've wasted fifty bucks on a comedy festival. Like, <laughs> like, I, like, but they reject me immediately. This is this cat is is not a. This cat's gonna cost me. I don't care what it costs. I, but I know it'll be more than that. But it's like it's gonna cost you a mouth and a nose. Yeah, it's gonna cost me a whole cap. Uh, <laughs> Well, look at. I would look at it this way. I would go to the appointment and look at it like you're paying for a consultation. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is not ask what's wrong with the cat. Ask the vet to explain to you what's normal about mm. this kitten and the breathing. Oh, man. And looking at the cat right now, it's running around, jumping around. It's obviously, obviously if it had something wrong with it, wouldn't it? Right. Moping around and sleeping. But, but I don't know anything about cats. But I don't think, like I've had, it's not my first animal, but it is my first uh situation where i'm in charge of the vet going uh so i think that might be part of it but i don't think i'm crazy like i I know that something's up but it could just be allergies or something but i don't want to be that guy that's uh uh always thinking to the to the vet and uh i don't want to be so much the uh, i don't want to be a helicopter pet parent well I guess. this is my own advice when i used to have a dog which my mom now or my mom now has. <laughs> yeah, we not, should talk to your mom sometime. Who's not a doctor at all? <laughs> um, when I used to have a dog, the uh, when I would go to the vet, the vet doesn't charge you by the hour. Right. You have the whole slot. You, you have their whole time. So I would just ask the vet everything about yeah. the dog. Yeah. What if the dog did this? The dog right. does that. It eats this. What can it eat? I, I just like every thought I had. I, I would just not let the vet leave. Because okay. I didn't know anything about dogs, so I would just right. ask them so many things. And, and then uh, they want to help a dog, so they're not going <laughs> to not answer your questions. It, it's funny. The vet does ask on the phone. Because right now, during this pandemic, I don't see the vet. They call me on the phone and tell me everything. Uh, I think when, And she says, is there anything you want to ask me? I'll probably be like, do you hate me? <laughs> Am I I that crazy pet person? person. They give you the chance to ask you something over the phone? Oh, yeah. Well, no. I mean, this is after they got my wallet, you know? (laughs) After they got your routing number. They're like, uh, hey, uh, (laughs) uh, 50 bucks. Who who told you that? (laughs) That's uh, 50 bucks is what they charge you to fill out an application to see your your pet. (laughs) That's the the waiting in line cost. (laughs) That's the opening door cost. 
<laughs> I am in a rural area, so that's probably mm. what's different. Right. Well, that's a good that's a good deal. Also, the vets in where you live probably see horses and camels and yeah, but sheep and they're stuff. They're like, hey, uh, you know, you're going to have to shoot it. <laughs> $50 covers a bullet. <laughs> so the vet is not seeing the kitty in person? The, oh, no, the, the cat is going in, but I am not. Oh, really? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Oh, interesting. So you... You put it through like a... It's like dropping off laundry. In all sincerity, I give them the the, the cat, and they're like, all right, we'll have her steamed and... <laughs> pressed. And, and pressed <laughs> in an hour and a half. I, I come out, there's a, there's a little hook on her collar, like a hanger. <laughs> you put it up in your closet, and it breaks. Yeah, it says, I, I love uh, dry cleaning. <laughs> Every hanger I've gotten from the dry cleaner lasts about two hours. <laughs> it's like super thin and made out of thread. Yeah. So that's, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe, I don't know what it is, but I'm a, I'm a wreck about this cat. Yeah, what, any solutions, doctor? Well, I think you have to uh, support your own self. I mean, you have to help yourself with this uh, second guessing. Yeah. Right. Like, um, what what does it mean if you make the wrong decision? I mean, it, it, if you mm. go in and the cat's seen and the cat's fine, then great. Um, but what if there, you know, there was something wrong? You you would feel better if you found out, right? Yes. Yeah. I like. I think what's bothering me is it's like right in that middle thing of it's probably something but it's something that is on the low spectrum of something yeah right. well just uh, just say to the the vet when you have your consult I, i'm really confused i was told to watch her breathing mm. um you say she's okay um but i i'm not sure what to do right when, right. when i find these abnormalities so what's it supposed to to sound like okay wonderful Oh, I feel a little bit better. Oh, do you? I oh, thought yeah. that was a great uh, I, doctor. I feel like you took. I didn't think there was going to be a solution to this. No, I, <laughs> I do feel better. Uh, I go tomorrow, so this will this will help. Yeah. Yeah, you go tomorrow, and you can like put it to rest un un until you go. But just make a list of your questions mm -hmm. that you want to ask, and then you can also say to the the vet you know i'm just really worried about this kitty am i overreacting and how do i know if i am at right. and also ask is it, is i may it, say cat because it's hard for me to take myself seriously if i <laughs> yeah if I, it's my little kitty poo poo <laughs> yeah look as a as an adult and a pet owner i want to make sure that everything's okay with my schmuckums <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should ask the vet is it true they have nine lives <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a, my first question. So now, now, uh, this might not be a quick thing, but it got to a deeper thing, which is I always second guess myself. Like I immediately thought I made the wrong decision. How do you fight that? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, well, I think that you're open to opinions. You know, whenever we ask somebody, so what do you think? Yeah, I'm open to a buttload. Yeah. 
<laughs> you have all these opinions uh, coming at you. Right. And, and that's why you're doubting yourself. Is it because I, like, care more about the, the others than my own? Right. Oh, my God. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm the same way. I care. Well, what, it's what? not like my job reflects that. <laughs> it's not like you base everything you say on the reaction of an audience. Yeah. Okay. You're asking yourself a couple of questions. Am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And do, you know, do I know what I'm doing? I'm not sure I know what you're do- I'm doing. Man, I ask myself those two probably the most of any questions. In- yeah, me too. You're asking people to tell you if you're doing the right thing. And Man. So, and, it, it, and it just so happens asking that person costs you $400 <laughs> if you're doing the right or, thing. Or 50 if I'm in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like stop and rather than say, am I doing the right thing for the cat? Ask yourself, am I doing the right thing for me? How is this going to mm. help me? Right, so it sounds like going to the vet is going to help you. I, man, I mean it is, but I I uh, don't want to. I don't want to do it for me. I'm trying to do it for uh, her. But you're right. You're hundred percent right. Does this bother you at night? Do you think about the cat's health? Oh yeah, like and I, the big thing is if I second guessed myself and then I was right this whole time and then she ends up getting really sick, I'll never forgive myself. Oh, there you go. Well, that's worth going. So I, I, I should go. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would do the same. Yeah. Woo! You're paying. Right. You're paying for the peace of mind. Yeah. Well, doctor, any final words about this topic? Um. Well, I think this topic is going to come up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not yeah. not so much of a final word, but. <laughs> No, I think I'm. I think we're good. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh, Stephen knocked out his headphones. Uh, what you said, you you have peace of mind now, so right, that's good, right? And just uh, get your money's worth out of the appointment. Yeah, consultation. And yeah, ask if they have any free samples of yeah. cat flu vitamins and stuff. Oh, I, I would always get from the vet like a dog toothbrush for free or something. Great, and just, you use it? <laughs> yeah, I use it. <laughs> My teeth never been cleaner and never have uh, smelled of dog food. <laughs> get a dog air freshener that smells like another dog's butt. <laughs> <laughs> All the dogs in the neighborhood would follow me around. Oh, that smells like a dog's butt. <laughs> so what's going on with you? All right, so. It's been a crazy week. Went Wednesday or wait. Wednesday's yeah. the day we were gonna do a Patreon and didn't. Okay, so Wednesday I'm uh playing video games in the living room, my girlfriend's in the bedroom, and all of a sudden we hear this I'm like, Oh, she'll take care of it. I'm like in the middle of a video game. I can't save right now i'm so she comes in the carbon monoxide alarms off i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) but i'm I'm still almost done with the game so she yells at me i'm like all right fine i put down the game and i come out and i I never had this happen before carbon monoxide i know it's deadly i know what it is yeah i never had it in my house so i 
I look online and like immediately I look online and it says, first of all, open all the windows. I'm like, oh, why don't I think about that myself? Open all the windows. <laughs> Step one, save your video game. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. Step one, beat a level. <laughs> so open all the windows. Alarm goes off immediately. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, nice. All right. So it's not broken. Uh, and then uh, I, I keep reading online, and it says call three one one, the New mm. York City helpline. Yeah, and report this that your carbon monoxide detector went off. I call three one one, the the operator. First of all, it's like fifty options because it's not an emergency line. Right. It's like if you have a COVID, press one. If you have buttload of <laughs> anal. Leakage, press two. I'm like, if oh. your cat has uh, congestion and you're not <laughs> sure if you made the right decision by making a vet appointment, press, press three. three. It had all these choices of everything that could go wrong in your life. I'm like, what? And finally, it says, it's, it doesn't even get to mine. It doesn't oh even get to carbon monoxide leak. It says, for everything else, press zero. It's a silent killer. I know. <laughs> so it's so silent, it's not on the list. <laughs> exactly. It's the silent majority. Uh, so I, I hit. I hit zero and the operator comes on. I'm like, yes, uh, carbon monoxide detector went off. I saw online it said to call you guys. And this lady, this is at like 10 at night. She goes, um, well, it says here I got to call 911. I'm like, 911? <laughs> I don't want that. I haven't called 911 since I was a kid and I dialed it by accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a callback <laughs> like, literally oh man it's <laughs> like i think it was like episode three we, we steve and i talked about the anxiety of when you were a kid and dial one by accident oh man so uh i was like oh my god so they call 911 the operator and then the 31 operator talks to the 911 operator the conference in like we're at a, a work meeting or something wow the the three one one operators just asking what it's like over at nine one one. Yeah, they're like, is it as good as I think it is? What are your chairs like? Nine one one is like, yeah, but nine one one's like flaunting, like yeah, we got the latest phone. Oh yeah, and uh, my headset doesn't itch. <laughs> my headset's great. I got a comfy chair. I don't yeah. know what it's like over here with the schlubs at three one one. Oh yeah, we got a vending machine. And then they both, <laughs> yeah, like we got Skittles loaded up. And then they both poop on the four one one. Like, who's used that? No one since since internet came out. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, so the one's on the line. They're like, uh, and then three one one is basically talking for me. They're like, this guy called. He had carbon monoxide. They're like, whoa, where is he? They're like, he's here. They're like, I'm like, has this never happened before? <laughs> has this never? What, what is going on? I'm mean, the first person in New York City that have carbon monoxide. <laughs> so I call. Uh, so they they're like, okay, we're gonna send a fire department over. I had to give my address. Oh my god! And when a fire truck goes through Astoria, everybody knows about it. Oh my god! Anywhere in New York, because the streets are so thin. Yes. That it takes up the whole street. Yeah. Lights blocks traffic. The, the lights are in your window. The lights illuminate everything. every every window's house looks like a disco. Yeah. It's like red, white, red, white, blue, blue. <laughs> Looks like they're playing Simon <laughs> in their own house. So, yeah, it's like, I'm like, oh, my God. I thought in my head, I'm like, no way they're going to send a fire truck. Maybe it's going to be one one. Yeah, they're going to send the 411 guy. <laughs> He's got nothing to do. The 401 truck's just a beat up 
Geo. <laughs> like a beat up it's car. A gremlin. It's a gremlin. It's a it's a Euro or what was that car from Nora and Infinite's playlist? Oh, I don't know. It's a Hugo. Oh, Hugo. Hugo. The one from the USSR. But no, they they. I thought it was just gonna be one guy rolling up because the fire the the fire station is literally two blocks away from my house. So right. I'm like, oh, maybe they're just gonna walk by and yeah, they could take a city bike. Yeah. <laughs> they could just put a spring on their axe and pogo stick over to my house. <laughs> like, but no, the whole I hear a, a like literally ten minutes after or two minutes after I hang up the phone. I'm like, no way, that's for me. <laughs> it sounds like your cat. It sounds like yeah. your, your cat after a sniffle. No, it's a little. <laughs> <laughs> the gurgling. <laughs> and then it just, it's a huge truck right in front of my house, blocks the street. Oh, boy. This, uh, this, I open the door, I wave, it's me, it's me, <laughs> I'm here, I'm the fire department, I, I called oh, you guys. And, I, and at the time, the subconscious i'm like i'm dizzy i'm i'm poisoned i'm like right right you think you have the poisoning yeah i feel lightheaded i'm looking up the, the symptoms i'm like i have these now uh maddie is on like a is on like a live uh zoom show but so she's in the, the living room on a zoom show i'm in the kitchen <laughs> wailing these guys now, and the door into your apartment do they enter the kitchen or they enter the living room they come it's a super thin entrance where the door opens and then you walk in and then I have to let you in and close the door for you to go in the kitchen. So like the, there's a okay, super so narrow the kitchen's the first room you enter. Yeah. Well, the first room you enter is this narrow hallway that's blocked by the door that right. you, you walk, walked in. It's like an airlock <laughs> to come into my house. That's where all the monoxide is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, that's why the alarm stopped. I locked it by opening the door. So this guy comes, this this chief walks out of the truck. The truck is fully loaded with guys. I'm like, maybe they just came out of another trip. Yeah. The chief comes in. He looks like if you cast a uh, a, a chief in a sitcom or something. He yeah. looks Irish, beat up, like he's been. It's dr- like the cast of Rescue Me walked he, in. He does. He looked like he looks like the chief from Rescue Me. Yeah. Is that Lenny Clark? No, but Lenny Clark was a firefighter in that show. Well, this guy looked like Lenny Clark. <laughs> this guy looked exactly like Lenny Clark. He comes and starts roasting you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> what's the deal with this house? Thin hallway? Man, this door blocks the whole place. <laughs> 311 said you, you called them first? Uh, I got some 411 on the 311. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, I'm in flip flops in my, in front of my house. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, come on in this way. I'm like freaking out. I'm like opening the door for him and he follows me in. And then, uh, um, he's like, I'm like, it's over here. It's the oven. And in New York city, we, uh, you had box pickup once a week. Yeah. And we ordered a bunch of stuff on Amazon so our our living room is filled with boxes because uh, we haven't been able to. You can only in New York City you can only put out your boxes right right once. Uh, you once, get a ticket if you don't do it right. Yeah, if you put them out too early, you get a ticket. So you, until the the pickup day, you're just living like a box person. You yeah, just, the box bandit. Yeah. So we have these tons of boxes. All the furniture we ordered and 
we ordered paintings and stuff. And yeah. It, it's piled up next to the... St- it looks like I, I'm a hobo with... <laughs> with a house. With a house. I feel so embarrassed about all these boxes in my house. Uh, and then, like, I'm cleaning the kitchen. Like, you know, I'm, it said to... Uh, before the, even the fire department came, it says, you know, go outside and wait for him. But I spent right. the whole time cleaning my kitchen because I was self-conscious about what a firefighter would think of my kitchen. So I, I spent, like, doing the dishes. I'm wiping the counter. I'm cleaning the stove because I think he's going to, you know, he's going to look at it. Uh, so finally, the so, the so cut to, I'm in the kitchen with all the boxes. The fire chief, he has some gizmo, and he's like, yeah, there's carbon monoxide coming out of here. I'm like, oh, oh my god. He's like, were you cooking? I was like, I was cooking, but two hours ago, he he's like, well, I, I could have been that, but you know, could I, I'm getting a signal out of here. I'm like, oh. He's like, well, uh, and then all of a sudden, he's like, he 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 walks me outside, and uh, I have to let in literally seven other firefighters. I have to hold yeah, the door are, open. Those are the guys just to move the boxes. Yeah. They they just they have to move out of their house, out of their firehouse, so they just take in the boxes. <laughs> Literally, like, one guy, two guys. One guy's holding an axe. Another guy's holding a pick thing. Another guy's oh holding, holding some kind of gizmo. Do they know it's for monoxide? I assume that's what the chief told them, but I'm like, so now I got to open the door, the airlock door, let them in one at a time so that because oh I can't, the hallway can't fit them all. It looks and like an like, assembly line. They're like, hello. Yeah. And all these guys are like really handsome. Oh, Maddie. Like, is, did Chippendales. Maddie see no, they're just doing the other. Oh, I was like, thank oh, God. thank God. Yeah. Don't look at these guys. <laughs> these guys are. I, I could have. I was like staring at their face. They're like, oh, ch- wow. Chiseled superhero faces. <laughs> <laughs> keep coming. really it looked like i was like wait you're wasting your talent at the yeah, fire department you got the, you got the whole calendar in your kitchen yeah <laughs> <laughs> like shouldn't you pose shirtless with an yeah, yeah. axe around your your shoulder yeah you guys have more equipment than i remember <laughs> you guys you guys are just wearing underwear i'm like lost in these people's beauty eyes yeah <laughs> And uh, they're, they're, they're all these people, are, these seven firefighters are in my kitchen. I'm like, thank God I wiped down the counter. That's my first thought. And then uh, they're you're, like, you're using a box to block your. Uh, <laughs> to, bl- to block what? <laughs> your oh, excitement. Oh, my, my pe- pelvic excitement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you brought your own pick. <laughs> Sir, we're going to have to ask you to remove that axe. <laughs> That's no axe. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they all like, I'm like, what is going on? So they're like, they're like, uh, can you, uh, can you give us access to the basement? I'm like, basement. And like I said before, there's a base, there's a guy. Right. In the, oh, who, the guy lives in there. There's a guy who lives in there. And, and so uh, I knock on the door. And the guy in the basement says, who is it? And they say, fire department. And he goes, he, he opens the door. They, seven, seven, eight guy, guys all go down there, too. <laughs> I feel so bad for this guy. He's like, you guys are hot. Yeah. You guys want a beer or something? A back rub? I was making some carbon monoxide if you want some. <laughs> I got leftovers. <laughs> 
So they all go down there and they all come back up. It's not from down there. I'm like, crap. I was hoping it was. Oh, man. Is your landlord coming to the picture here? Uh, she's not home. She's oh, upstairs. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank God. So um, I, uh, so they're like, oh, like, okay, we're going to unplug the stove and kind Ed's going to come here and, and examine your stove. And I'm like, okay, great. So then we just, they say that. And then there's this awkward moment. We're all standing in my kitchen looking at each other. And I'm like, do I have to tip these guys? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like such a weird. Well, usually when they're dancing at the club, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put it in their g-string yeah Did you uh, hire him for a birthday <laughs> like i felt i'm like i'm like what do i i never had a fire department in my house ever dude what dude, I, I know i tip a moving guy and a delivery guy these right. people are carrying axes and and wearing helmets and stuff i feel like i sh- if out of anybody i got a tip it's these guys so then they go uh, it felt like an awkward first date they're like all right, so we'll, we'll see you later. And they, they, I have to open the door for them. They all leave. Uh, and I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, should I have paid them? And Right. And then uh, I'm like, but no, I pay my taxes. I mean, isn't yeah, that what you're I've supposed to do? I've never heard of anyone tipping a firefighter. <laughs> well, I, mean, I just told myself, because uh, they were already gone. I was like, that shouldn't, shouldn't be a thing. That shouldn't exist. I, I was like, so. I was like, but maybe that's why all seven came in. Like, why would all seven come in? The yeah, whole a buck of that's a buck of firefighter. Yeah, <laughs> they want to increase their tipping by all coming in. I'm like, what is man? Going? So, I tell the basement guy. The basement guy comes up. Oh, that scared the crap out of me. I was watching a documentary about firefighters. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm like, what? Whoa, 3D. Yeah. I was like, what documentary were you watching? What is? But I was, oh, it was interesting about how you should really tip them, but nobody ever, <laughs> ti- nobody ever does. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, well, they said Conan's going to come by in, in in 20 minutes. They might want to come down there. He's like, okay. So 20 minutes later, it's Conan. Chuck. He, he sounds like the receptionist for three one one. Yeah, maybe that's who I was talking to. It's him. <laughs> That's why I didn't know what to do. That's why he uh, he was watching the the firefighter documentary. <laughs> he wanted some background to what happens when you call through nine one one. So uh, the kind Ed guy, who, who's like the utility natural gas truck, yeah. pulls up. This guy walks out, no mask. Neither did the firefighter. No one had like any COVID really? preventions. No one was wearing a mask. So this guy, no mask, Timberland boots, steps in, and he's like. Uh, yeah, were you cooking? I was like, yeah, but like two hours ago, there's no smoke. He's like, okay. I was like, yeah, so do you want to look at if there's any leaks? He's like, I don't do that. What? I, I just disconnect it, give you this tag, and you tell your landlord to come and replace the uh, stove. I'm like, oh, god. my God, landlord. Oh, uh, this kook. <laughs> yeah. But She's so then so he's crazy. like, I'm going to have to check out the basement. I'm like, okay. So I knock on the basement door. The guy... Same thing. Who is it? I'm like, it's kind of like I said it was going to come. Okay. Guy comes in, comes out. Only in your house. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God. I got to talk to the landlord. I'm already on thin ice because I knocked over that plant and did all that stuff. Uh, so <laughs> the 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 person leaves. This, right now, it's like by the time everyone leaves, it's 11 o'clock. Maddie's still doing her online wow. show. God, was she doing an hour? Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, I can't believe it. I can't believe uh, this all happened. It was 
You and sure she wasn't FaceTiming with the fire department? <laughs> <laughs> She's actually over there. She she hopped on the truck. She has like a Ferris Bueller set up when you open the door. It looks like she's doing comedy in front of a laptop. <laughs> a puppet with strings. Yeah. <laughs> she's over there uh, <laughs> drinking uh, whatever. What do you think firefighters drink? Probably beer. They're probably drink. Yeah. I don't know if they have like a special cocktail or something like. Fireballs? Fireball whiskey. <laughs> she's ch- chugging fireballs at the FDNY. Uh so then the well the end of it is the land i'm like super scared to tell the landlord i'm like maybe i could live without the oven (laughs) (laughs) i'm like maybe we have a microwave yeah we have a microwave it's pretty hot outside i could grill some eggs out here just fire up an engine block and (laughs) cook a breakfast i don't need a stove (sighs) so maddie she finally gets on the zoom call she comes out she's like what's going on i was like you missed everything there's a fire department and she's like, well, I was cooking a, a sweet potato for an hour and a half. What? You didn't tell me that? She's like, well, I told you I'm making a sweet potatoes. That's all they cook. And I was playing video games, so I didn't realize. <laughs> I was like, that's probably when it went off. Oh, man. my God. You had the oven on for, hour and fi- oh for an hour and a half cooking God. sweet potatoes. She's like, well, did you tip them? <laughs> <laughs> did you get their numbers? Uh, so, fi- so, the, so I'm like like all night i'm like well it's too late to call a landlord i better wait till tomorrow right. tomorrow the uh my phone rings it's the landlord oh boy she calls me oh boy hello there's with the fire department there i'm like yes she's like yes i i reviewed the security footage i saw a fire truck i got so scared you reviewed the security what do you is that what you do all day <laughs> and she's beginning. like by the way i know about the plants i know you're not going <laughs> to that plant and stuffed up that dirt <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I see it all. <laughs> like, oh God! She's like, and by the way, those firefighters were so hot. Yeah, I can see why they put out fires because they hot. <laughs> oh my God! I knew so. She came in, looked at the. Uh, she was like, "You've been cooking in here." I was like, "Well, yeah, but it was it's hours before." I left out there was a sweet potato. <laughs> left out the whole sweet potato thing, and she's like. She puts on her her uh, son, I think, on the speakerphone, and he's like, "You were cooking, weren't you?" I was like, "Yes, I was cooking, but <laughs> yeah, car- it's a stove." They were like victim blaming. I was like, "I've been cooking in New York City for a decade. A fire alarm is the carbon dioxide detector has never went off. I, yeah. I, I'm telling you guys, there's no smoke <laughs> or anything." Uh, and she she's like, have you just try spraying Windex? I'm like, excuse me. She's like, when I think there's carbon monoxide, I spray Windex and it bubbles form. That that's a problem. I'm like, I'm not. I've never heard of that ever. I'm not risking my life for your uh, gypsy science. <laughs> like, that doesn't sound real at all. And what a distraction! You'll go, up, you'll spray and go ooh, and then try to pop them. Yeah, then I get dizzier and dizzier with <laughs> popping every carbon monoxide bubble. So. The guy comes over here. Her son finally comes over. He replaces the carbon monoxide detector. So now I have one that speaks to me. <laughs> Level low. And he says, are you cooking? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the name of that fireman? <laughs> so he's, so he, Make sure you save your game. <laughs> uh, 
So I feel like there's multi parts to this story. I feel like I loaded a lot on the doctor, but all he did was just turn on, tell me to cook with the windows open, and he just turned the oven back oh, on. Oh, boy. He didn't do anything. Um, but probably was a sweet potato. Anyway, <laughs> Dr. Deb, what, what can you unpack from this tale of woe? <laughs> well, it didn't seem, well, one good news is it didn't seem very long before the fire department got there. So that should be reassuring. Yeah. I do live two blocks away. Oh, still with uh, all the demand that's going on. That, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on, I, it sounds like, you know, the stove might be leaking. I mean, uh, I, I don't know, carbon monoxide, but it, does, it shouldn't be associated with your cooking, I, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, really, that's classic. Like, uh, put it all on me. It's not my stove, it's you. But we did cook that sweet potato. Yeah, but I don't know why you would get carbon, unless there's no fan in the... As part, yeah, as part of cooking a sweet potato dismantling the stove <laughs> opening up a couple of gas valves but do you have an exhaust fan for the we did we do but we didn't turn it on and it is a very like i said is a narrow the narrow hallway leads to the carbon monoxide detector so mind of i don't know i'm well anyway aside from that what about the uh the anxiety of cleaning your house before a uh fire department comes <laughs> was that mentally healthy to <laughs> to, to risk my life to make sure it's presentable is he getting rid of like the anxious energy by cleaning is that what you're doing well i was cleaning super fast mm. i was cleaning up a storm yeah i think that's kind of normal somebody's coming in your house you don't want to be judged i mean even people without anxiety don't want to be judged about their house so. true yeah the house is yeah it just was a reflection on you just don't do it when the house is on fire yeah no, i gotta gotta make it look nice the house is on fire i gotta clean the stove <laughs> yeah yeah i just think uh you know uh, steven has a good point maybe it was nervous energy also but um you know if people are going to come in you you want the pathway uh clear and you had cardboard boxes so oh my god so many boxes i took a photo of how many boxes i have it's literally a mountain <laughs> that's not too far a leap that the fire department's going to comment on that a fire hazard so luckily they didn't they didn't say anything about the box i was worried they would be like well this is bad this is kindling <laughs> Yeah, well, I would uh, see how I could have the stove inspected, make sure there's no valve leaking or anything like that. Or maybe just Google, why would a carbon monoxide alarm go off when I'm cooking? Yeah, that's true. I didn't look that up. Also, I was missing crucial puzzle pieces here because I didn't know about the sweet potato baking because <clears throat> we never really baked something that long right? since we were in the apartment. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if the, you know, the ovens get really dirty, so I don't know if uh, if stuff being burned inside the oven would cause that, so it might be worth a look, or what yeah. the temperature was of the stove. Uh, but there's another question about, you know, your landlord reviewing the security footage. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is going on? Well, that that would be normal, right? I mean, but where are these cameras? I would want to know where the cameras are. <laughs> yeah, that person has more issues than I do. 
Oh, for sure. That's her free time. She doesn't unwind with a movie. She unwinds looking at the street that's outside of her house. Yeah, the street movie. <laughs> mean Streets. <laughs> it seems like a necessity in New York to have security cameras, but I would just want to know where they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they're outside of the house, I hope. <laughs> what if she was like, Andrew, I've noticed you're doing a lot better on your game. <laughs> <laughs> you beat that level faster than last time. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I think uh, uh, also the worry about whether to tip the fire uh, men or not, you know, that's kind of funny too. <laughs> what is, yeah, what is that? Uh, I felt like... You, just, uh, you know, yeah. One of the things about anxiety disorders is you just really want to know what the rules are, you yes. know, what, what the social graces are. Yeah. Wow. Have that in place. And um, so I, I think that's kind of a normal anxiety. And uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. But then you, you said, well, I do pay taxes. So you are paying for them. Yeah, that's right. I don't. When the when I get Chinese food delivered, I don't. That doesn't come out of my paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, <laughs> the delivery fee doesn't come out of the paycheck every every two weeks or whatever. Well, yeah, sort of does, but yeah, it's not being deducted. You mean? It's not being withheld. Yeah. 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 I mean, literally, yeah. It costs money. Then, yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, so it looks like we have. Uh, some a lot of listener topics, so we got to get into them now. Yeah, we should, and and then and then we'll uh, wrap it up. And uh, and thank you for again for doing this again, Doctor Deb. We're excited to have you. Uh, we have uh, people that didn't write in last time, so this is nice. Uh, our first uh, anxiety topic is from our pal Corey Versus. He said, "My wife is increasingly hypervigilant about cleanliness and constantly makes me wash my hands if I handle anything she is about to touch. I have to follow rigorous steps when entering or leaving the house. She wasn't like this before COVID. I'm getting irritable about her rules." Oh, Dr. Deb, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, COVID is uh, really got a lot of. Uh, uh, it's just making us all crazy, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So this hypervigilance about cleanliness, I, I think that's a normal reaction. Uh, but the rigorous uh, steps, that, that might be um, a concern to sit down and talk about, uh, Corey, with his, his wife. Um, but the irritability. Oh, good luck. <laughs> you know, when, when we have that kind of irritability with another partner's expectations, um, it, it, we want to kind of just ever reflect on ourselves and ask where, where that is coming from, you know? Right. Uh, it sometimes it uh, is a little bit of a ghost uh, from, from the past on uh, having some kind of expectations. Spooky. But it's better to, to keep it in, in the here and now. And mm. uh, maybe he could reframe it as a concern for her worry and get her to talk about her anxiety, mm. the, the disorder, uh, I mean about the virus. And um, so talking about that uh, anxiety and 
uh, he would be showing her compassion and that would facilitate that dialogue you know T tell me more about what what is worrying you and how how we how i can help you with that uh, and, and that's uh, kind of shifting the role a little bit um by her setting the expectations and neutralizes the ground a little bit now he's got a little bit of power and control by offering her uh, compassion and talking it out a little bit and i heard that you know in these times you can't control anything so you like to have a semblance of control so maybe that's her way of having some kind of control over the things by controlling him <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh absolutely so she's worried about the future you know so what if uh we get the virus or what if you bring it home uh, i mean right. and, and that's normal I, I i think to to worry about the future and um, I think, Andrew, you said in the past that uh, with the, the virus, it's like the past is gone, right? And we, we can't see the future, so all we have is right now. So uh, controlling, the, controlling that is, is normal. But, but I think he can uh, neutralize that by being compassionate with her and say, let's talk about your worries, uh, because I'm sure they share worry like that yeah wow oh interesting that's super helpful all right well let's move it along good man job. that's great like uh i have no nothing that can top that good luck Corey. uh good hopefully luck, Corey. the clean talk doesn't get messy anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> i've been holding on to that one since we started oh all right my God. Uh, <laughs> uh our next uh is uh topic is from mildred christie uh What's making her anxious is the, I believe it's pronounced the Derecho or Derecho, which I looked up as windstorms and oh. intense thunderstorms that hit Iowa and its aftermath. Oh, my God. Well, that's it. That's it. That's pretty stressful, yeah. A wind, especially that name. Yeah. It sounds like the name of a 90s villain. That's, that sounds like... When I read it, it looked like a name I'd see on a name tag and go, hey, buddy. <laughs> Not even going to risk saying this. <laughs> Hello, friend. Yeah. Well, this is a, uh, you know, it's a trauma, and uh, it, it, it is a real fear. And we had thunderstorms here, and the, the thunder was... Uh, really extremely loud and shaking the house and so it does make you uh, frightened so this is where what we talked about last week that uh, lizard brain uh, mm. comes in so we want to differentiate the fear from the anxiety right so the the fear uh, from uh, the storm and the danger that the storm has and then there's a difference with that from the anxiety in anticipating and worrying about it and then um, holding on to, to that worry. So I'm not sure what she meant by Mildred meant by the after uh, the aftermath. Uh, well, I know here here there's a windstorm and all the trees. Yeah, there's a lot of damage. The, smash the cars. Yeah, but I don't know what she experienced. Yeah, we I don't have anything here. Well, so I think there's three issues: the fear, uh, which is for the event, mm -hmm. uh, but the anxiety, which is not. You know, there's no event triggering that. 
it's a response to the event. Um, and then they maybe the dealing with the loss or the the damage uh, from uh, the storm. Those are three separate issues. True. Wow. All right. Well, that's great, Dr. Deb. Thank you. Any advice on how to handle the stress of uh, the storm? Or Yeah, I, I might as well loop this in before we drop this topic. We have one that's similar from Diamond Joe, uh, and it's about the, the, uh, the impending doom of climate disaster and how main, mainly that and how uh, we're not really tackling it, which I guess is sort of similar to the intense storms and and that kind of thing yeah well yeah what do you think well the diamond joe the uh impending doom so but that that's not um that's not a there's many facets of the impending doom then there are oh god we're not gonna have time to cover all those (laughs) i meant uh, the doom, we, we've got different facets of it. Like Yeah, we got a doctor, mount. The icebergs melting. The game you were playing. The game, the game. I'm just thinking of environmental change. There's many facets of environmental change. But there's also right. multiple different perspectives on the environmental change and impending doom. Um, so... I think what to do with that is just to try to be diverse and measure fact from uh, opinion, right? So there's lots of opinions, and what we hear on the news these days are opinions. Right. Things that fuel the interest of the population. So we want to bring people into these programs so it's all uh, really dramatized Um, So just try to uh, pick a source that is uh, proven to be unbiased um, and to think about the the time frame. Uh, We're talking multiple years before this impending doom. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. You can't be anxious uh, every day those those upcoming years. Yeah. Joe, this is something I've been worried about uh, for a long time. What I would say is, which the by the intelligence of how you addressed it and all that, you probably already do this, but vote and sign petitions and you know do what you can for your in, in own personal environment and reduce your, yeah reduce your green footprint by hoarding boxes in your house yeah yeah to pick up like look at Andrew he's helping the environment he releases a lot of carbon monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> I use up a lot of fuel and fire trucks. Yeah, so, you know, do what you can. Yeah, so your point is to do what's in your control, right? So if yes. you want to be an advocate. Radical acceptance. To, yeah. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, so you do what's in your control. So there's lots of steps a, uh, a citizen can do to try to uh, help with a climate change. Yeah, it's like Police Academy 3, Citizens on Patrol. Right. They They... Take the matter in their own hands. Another uh, impending doom. That was, that was yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the impending doom of that was when you watched that movie and paid for it. Yeah, it was worse <laughs> than that. It was actually a worse uh, financial uh, decision than going to the vet. 
<laughs> was renting Citizens on Patrol. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. But no, I like we got to break it up with some levity here. No, I it's it's difficult, uh, Joe, and, and it thinks that we don't have an answer that like that could easily be solved on a podcast. But well, the uh, the radical acceptance is the answer. It is the answer, but it's. Yes, that is the answer on what we can do. What was the definition again? Radically accept, like I almost, like Doctor Deb just said, <laughs> I almost did it. Uh, uh, well, I don't want to speak for you, but accepting what you can't control is that correct? Well, yeah, but doing what what you can right can uh, help you have control, right? Oh, that's great. Uh, great. Okay, so we we got another. We got our final one. Well, we got one from Facebook from a guy I never heard of. Oh, I right. never heard of before. All and right. then we can get to the last one. Okay. Oh wow. Oh okay. Uh, I'll I'll read it because your font is the size of uh, a small. I don't know. An, an atom is what I, I don't know how it's you like, read yeah, that. Do you have two... reading glasses? I can That's read the it. Smallest fine. font I've ever seen. <laughs> I can read. God. Um. So you had a two-parter. Let's just read the first part. All right. My, uh, Chris uh, wrote in, Chris Wright, my weight is making me very anxious recently. I don't want to get to the point I have boobs bigger than my missus. So he has anxiety over gaining weight, I assume? <laughs> yeah. <and> I, <laughs> I, I guess he's worried about uh, being so big he transitions. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that. Uh, well, uh, Chris, I I know you and I've talked about it a lot. There's many things y- you can do, but I don't want, I don't want to speak before Doctor Deb. De- Doctor Deb, do you have any advice for uh, weight loss? Mentally, mental, yeah, yeah. So I, I think um, you know, with the confinement and all, uh, many of us are faced with. Uh, keeping ourselves company, right? And being lost in our own thoughts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So one of the things about weight uh, or a behavior that we want to change, we think in the negative, like, I I don't want to gain weight, right? Mm -hmm. Or um, I don't want to look like uh, have a body change. Uh, So (laughs) when we think in the... You don't want two Mount Dooms in your bosom. (laughs) What? That's not very really proactive. Impending boobs. Impending boobs. <laughs> Sorry. Right. It, it's sort of like, let's think about that anxiety, right? It's the same thing as saying, I, I don't want anything bad to happen. So I, right. I don't want to lose weight. So it puts us in a state of inertia. Like mm. uh, with that anxiety, it becomes a little paralyzing. Yeah. Uh, so we want to change it to a more uh, positive goal a goal Mm. that we can uh, maintain. So it's like, you know, what, what can I do to, uh, to uh, weigh whatever pounds he wants to, to do? What what would be a reasonable uh, weight for him? And what can I do to uh, get that, get to that weight? Right. And so there's lots of little things uh, we, we can do like, uh, cut out cream in our coffee or, or whipped cream in our coffee. I, I could do that. Yeah. I also put chocolate syrup and peanuts in my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> in <addition> to <laughs> whipped cream. So there's like a, lots of little and things. And a banana. And a banana. 
a little thing you can do. And, and I suggest for Chris to uh, start with a little thing uh, right. that, that he could do. Uh, I will drink my coffee black, for example, So mm. uh, and see if I can do that. So if he goes for a day doing that, then that what an accomplishment that is. Of course, now yeah. He, now he has a sense of... Uh, success yeah success will make it easier like i'll do you know five push-ups a day mm -hmm. or i will walk just around the house or i'll take the trash out and back so these little things that he really can do uh will uh give him a sense of success and that feeds our self-esteem so the better the self-esteem the more likely we are to be able to do these changes Ah, I love that. That's great. That was wonderful. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. I mean, I mean that this person that wrote in that we didn't get to, did they, we talk about it last time? No, but we can get to it next time because we're definitely going over. We'll okay. just save it. Christine Mimo, we'll get you next week. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we're, we don't want to go over. We want to keep the show the, the, as tight as possible while giving you guys enough information and attention on the topics. And it also motivates you to reply right away when we post this because oh, we usually true. get the first three that yeah. write in. That's a good point. <laughs> There's another way to look at it. Uh, I, th that advice was great. That was way better than anything I had. That, that advice was fantastic. Thank you. It's so true. Yeah. The little steps add up in the long run. You, uh, you know, you, what 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 was uh there's some kind of philosopher that said you can get to one place from another by the first step no oh. by uh taking the first step is that the that icicle guy in that claymation christmas movie he's like you put one foot in front of the other one <laughs> foot no that's um intervention of the nerds the song that comes on when they clean the fraternity house you got to put one foot in front of the other you got to put the other one down that was a joke. Um, <laughs> we both bombed on the same joke. <laughs> Man. Well, thank you. I think we just had two bad references that yeah, only us knew basically. about. Basically. Uh, thank you, Dr. Deb, for. Uh, for uh, would you like to uh, plug anything before we go? Uh, just just uh, give an hour, and uh, maybe uh, people, if they have extra money, could send some uh, money to support the, the firemen, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> Tip your firefighters, Tip everybody. Tip your firefighters, everyone. <laughs> but uh, we still have uh, the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the uh, organizations to support firemen. Like, right. Well, that's a unique take, doctor. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it fits with the episode. All right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So what do we what do we got going on? We uh, will have another live show. We are actually recording this on the date of our uh, our current live Zoom show, so it'll be the one that you guys just saw. And our next one would be on the 29th of this month, which apparently Zoom. apparently is also Ashura. Ashura. So if there's any Ashura heads out there, uh, we're still having. Uh, I don't know what a sure is. I should look that up before I. And then, aren't you going to be in on the road with Regan? Oh yeah, I'll be on the road with Brian Regan in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, uh, on the the twentieth from the twenty first to the twenty third. Wow! At the Comedy Attic. Well, we're going to have to maybe move our Zoom show then. No, we won't. It's okay. a Saturday before. Fantastic. Yeah. So we'll 
We'll be uh, here. We'll do another live show on the 29th. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We're gonna do the the plugs in the outro yeah. for us. So. Thank you, Dr. Deb, as always. Yeah, next time, Dr. Deb and the audience, we're going to have a uh, guest on. We're hoping to. It's not confirmed yet. We're going to keep adding <laughs> and moving the ball forward with this format. So we're, I yes. think we're ready to have something to switch it up. We're trying, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Stay tuned for the outro. Stay tuned for the outro. Sweating and trembling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die? Yeah. Actually.